Here I am. God's good, isn't he? Uh, we love him this morning. We thank God for his word. How many know the heaven and earth shall pass away? My word. And when he talked about the heavens and the earth, he's talking about the firmament and the terra firma. And that is the physical earth because the Bible said he re, he's going to rebuild this physical earth. And he's going to restore all the things that were broken. The Bible said the earth waxes old like a garment. In other words, it was it, God created it. But he said it will have it will expire. And that's what's happening in the world. And that's why we're seeing things that phenomenon like like the uh, magnetic north weakening and weakening and weakening. All these things would come. But thank God he's going to come and restore it all and make it new again. I'm looking forward to that this morning. If you would look in your Bible, uh, the book of Acts chapter 10. Thank you, Lord. Book of Acts chapter 10. Now, what we know about the book of Acts, it is the historical book of the early church. It's, the histor it's a book of history. And it is historical so that when you read it, you read the history of the newborn church. The church in its infancy and the struggles and all the things that people went through and, 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 and the martyrdom and, and things of that sort. So the book of Acts is always a very exciting book. But I want to read Acts chapter 10 and verse 34. I'm going to begin with that. It said, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. How many know the word is true? Peter, from observation, because Peter was a devout Jew, and Jews believed that Gentiles were nothing but dogs. Uh, they really, it was inbred within them that they were superior because they had the truth, and the Gentiles were lost. But you know what? God loved the Gentiles. Aren't you glad of that? And Peter, being so, uh, he had a dream. And in the dream, a, a, from the four corners, a sheet was, was lowered down. And within that sheet was all kinds of unkosher. Now, the word kosher there means things that were lawful for a Jew to eat. Um, and we could go into that, but I won't this morning. But all of those unkosher things, and God says, take and eat. And Peter says, no, Lord. How many times have we tried to correct God? <laughs> Peter was, in a, was, was famous at, at trying to get God, you know, God, i got to teach you a few things. And he says, no, Lord. And God said, what I've called clean, call thou not unclean. And really what that all represented. And after that, he was going to go to the house of Cornelius. And there he was going to lay hands upon a Gentile soldier and his household. And that's where Peter came to the conclusion that God is no respecter of persons. And the thing we need to understand is that the drug addicts and the and those that are, are uh, that are wayward in the world, God loves every one of them, and He prays that they will come into His house and receive. 
And he goes on to say in verse 25, said, But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted of him. America was a great nation because we built this country unto God. The Bible said, even on our corner, said, In God do we trust. But it was in a recent president who said we're no longer or never have been, he said, a Christian nation. I want you to know something. This country was built on God. This country was built when George Washington went across the Delaware in that boat. The Bible, I mean, the, the history says that there was a mysterious fog that had come down upon the land to obscure or to keep him uh, from the enemy seeing him because they definitely would have shot him. We've seen the miraculous of God over and over in this nation. Why? Because people prayed. George Washington prayed. He prayed in the snowbank. He believed God. He he knew that what he was against was against all odds, but yet he proclaimed the name of God. Amen. And this is what Peter is saying. He said, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted of him. And what we need to understand is how will this nation again turn to God? And I believe it's going to, it has to come by revival. It isn't going to come by a politician. No matter how great he may think that he is, God is not interested in that. You know, the Bible says, <coughs> when we look at King Cyrus, Many people have likened a politician to, to King Cyrus. Well, I want you to know something about King Cyrus. King Cyrus, God picked his pockets. It had nothing to do with Cyrus. It was the fact that, that, uh, that God had, uh, uh, had caused his servant to, to, uh, to grieve over uh, Jerusalem because the walls were broken. And God caused Cyrus, he, he, he softened his heart that he might give the money. But I, I love what uh, was said. He said, we're not going to let King Cyrus send his, his king or his armies across that great desert. We're going to believe God. Why? Because it's God that does it. And I want to get there with Nehemiah. And he believed God. I want you to know this right now. It's not in man. Unless, unless we boast. But it's in God himself. God is able to do anything if we'll humble ourselves uh, before him. In, in 1 John, uh, let me get back up here just a little bit. In, in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, passed away, and all things become new. But let me get back to my text here just for a moment. In verse 37 said, the word I say, ye know which was published throughout all of Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism of John preached how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all, uh, all that were oppressed and of the devil for God was with him. And we witnessed of all things which he doth 
in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, who they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that he, uh, that he is, it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him gave all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth on him shall receive the remission of of sin. I want you to tell you right now that we can believe upon the name of the Lord. Now I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and all things become new. How many know that when we get saved, God is saying it's all new? But do we believe that? See, that is the struggle, I believe, with, with humanity, is that we have a hard time believing who God is in his entirety. There are people who believe, well, I believe he saved me, but, but you know, I still have a lot of condemnation. I still have a lot of guilt. I still have a lot. And you know what God said? He says, cast off the weight and the sin that seriously besets you and run the race. Amen. God positions us. He gives us purpose and a defined direction. In Romans 8, 37, it says, Nay, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors through him. In other words, you know, when you go into the match, when you go into your wrestling against the devil, you've got to believe his word. The Bible said, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We should never get into a wrestling match with the devil without believing first that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. We should never pray for the sick without believing that God is a healer. We should never preach deliverance unless we know that he is the one who delivers all that would call upon his name. In other words, we need to believe the word of God. And the word we said last week, the word believe is the word pistis in the Greek. And the word pistis is the word believe. And it's also the same word that we interpret or we translate to the word faith. So faith and believe are synonymous one with the other. If you believe, you have faith. If you have faith, then you believe. And Peter said to Jesus when the waters were turbulent and, and, uh, and Jesus was walking on the water and Peter said, bid me that I might come out to you. And he said, what hinders you, Peter? Come. Peter immediately cut out of the boat and began to walk on the water. But you know what happened? He got halfway to Jesus and his human intellect engaged. You know what happened when my human intellect engages? I begin to sink. You know, you get in the middle of something, you begin to rationalize it. Am I crazy? Well, you know, if you're going to serve God, you've got, to, you've got to put aside the way you think. The Bible says your ways are not my ways, and my ways are not your ways. You can't walk in the highway of holiness unless you believe that God is able. No one can heal, but God can. 
No one can save, but God can. No one can deliver, but God can. And that's what we have to believe. When I stretch forth my hand in, the, in faith of the Word of God, I've got to believe that He will impart what He said He would do. In Revelation 21.5, it said, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write these words, uh, for these words are, are true and faithful. Do you hear that? He said, these words are true, and these words are faithful. We've got to believe that the Word of God is faithful. You, you know, I've had people say to me, well, you know, uh, that's, this is old-fashioned. This was written a long time ago. I'm going to tell you, the Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. The Bible said in Revelations, if anybody add one jot or one tittle, you know, a, a, a comma, or, or a period to what is written, he said, let him be accursed. Isn't that what Paul also said? He said, if even an angel of light were to come and preach other than what you've received, he said, let him be accursed. In other words, my, my word will stand forever. God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I never change. Amen? So we can know that whatever we read out of this holy word is just as true today as it was 2,000 years, 4,000 years, or 6,000 years ago. It is the same. In fact, the word of God is eternal. The word has no beginning. It didn't begin with man. We have to realize that the Word of God always was and always will be. And we can know His Word, and His Word will make us free. In Micah 7, 19, it says, He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Isn't that wonderful? You know, in other words, never again to be remembered. Never again to be remembered. Maybe all of a sudden you're, you're riding in a car and, and, and maybe it's a song or whatever it may be that triggers a memory that is negative. And all of a sudden you begin to relive it in your mind. And, and, and what does it do? It brings you down. And what God said, let me tell you what you do with that. You speak against it in the name of Jesus and say, it is finished. Hallelujah. It has been thrown behind the back of God and never again to be remembered. But Satan, we know what he is. He's an accuser of the brethren. He will come to you and try to remind you of every weakness, every doubt. I've had people come and say, you know, I'm not good at math. And I say, well, how do you know you're not good? Well, because I look at history. How many know all things become new in Jesus Christ? How many know I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me? We need to stop those negative confessions and know this one thing. If God needs me to be good at math, I'll be good at math. If God needs to be, uh, to be good at something, I'm going to be good at it in Jesus' name. Because I stand upon the principles. I stand upon the power. I stand upon the persuasion of the Word of God in my heart. He cast our sins behind his back in the depths of the sea, as far as the east is from the west. These are all biblical expressions of how completely God is willing to forgive us. He said, I want you to start a new walk. 
I want you to start anew in me. I want you to believe that the things that may be in your history were, were, were not so that now they are. I want you to believe you can run the race. I want you to believe that you're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, your Lord. You see, that's what God's got to do. Because until he persuades us, we can never persuade anybody. Until he persuades us, we can never persuade anybody. In other words, when I speak, I must speak as an oracle of God. I must speak with authority. I must believe that he is able. Peter spoke, which we read the text, and he said that we ate with him. We dined with him. We walked with him. We knew him. Even after he died and rose again, we were with him. We are witnesses. And he said, not all witnessed him, but they who God chose. I mean, God's chosen us today. Chosen before the foundations even of the earth. God knew. He saw this day coming. How many know that God doesn't live in, in, in today? He said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. What I mean by that is that he's already at the end. Everything is simultaneously with God. In other words, Moses is in the bulrushes. Uh, his mother had just put him there. And he's floating toward the Egyptian uh, uh, queen or, or princess and that's happening at the same time. You're living now with God. How many know that God is beckoning us from the future? It is finished. It's overcome. Walk knowing that it is finished. I know whom I have believed. I know and I am persuaded that he's able. In John 1, 11 through 13, it says, to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, uh, he gave the right to become the sons of God. Children born not of the natural descent, nor of the human decision, nor of the husband's will, but born of God. You see something? God said, I am the author and the what? I am the author and the finisher of the work that I'm yet doing in you. The Bible said, with patience, possess your soul. In other words, we don't measure ourselves by ourselves. We measure ourselves by God. He is the true yardstick in which all things should be measured. And as we look to him and say, Father, I know that with you it is finished. I believe, Lord God, that you've made me more than a conqueror. I believe when I go into that wrestling match, I am the victor. I believe that he is the defeated foe. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. What does that word resist mean? It doesn't mean to ignore. Some people think, you know, you know there's a saying, I don't know if it's true, but they say that an ostrich, if he's chased by a lion, will stick his head in the sand so that the lion will disappear. <laughs> I want you to know that lion still sees something pretty big sticking up there. And your head might be in the sand, but that doesn't do away with a lion. But what we have to believe is that we're more than conquerors, that we can go into the battle as men of valor, as women of valor. 
when David was just a young lad, he was he was tending the sheep for his father. And, you know, that's a lowly job, I want you to know. It's a stinky job. It's a job where you lay out in the elements. If it pours, you get wet. If it's the sun is high, you can get sunstroke. I mean, and, and you're... you're, you're you're leading these sheep, and they say that sheep are very, not very bright. But the thing is, is that's what David did, and he did it, and, and when the lion comes, the Bible says he killed the lion. When the bear come, he killed the bear. He was fearless. But you know something? When he came to King Saul, well, first, Jesse said, I want you to go. My, our, our sons are in battle. Your brothers are in battle up there, and... and um, and, and they're trenched in the trenches, and I'm sure they're hungry. And he said, um, David, I want you to take these lunches to your brothers. Um, and so they didn't have the C rations back then, MRIs or whatever they are. You know, so, you know, they, they depended upon somebody to bring them lunches. And David brought the lunches, and his brothers saw him, and they said, did you come up here to show off? I mean, they were jealous of him. And he looked and said, what is this army doing in the trenches when this man stands out there and blasphemes God? And what you realize in that is David, he had faith in God. How many of you have faith in God today? How many of you are willing to speak to the giant? How many of you are willing to say, I know my God is able, and he will equip me to overcome. I can enter this battle and watch the hand of the Lord move before me. You see, that's the victory God wants us to live in in 2023. He doesn't want us to, 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 to say a headache prayer. He wants us to have the power that he has authorized for us to carry in this world. And David went out on that battlefield. And that giant looked at him and said, Am I a dog that you would send a child unto me? We don't know how, how uh, old David was, but we do know that he was short in stature. He was not, he would have been overlooked in many ways. Saul, on the other hand, was picked because he was the tallest among them all and the most handsome among them all. Now, I believe that David was handsome, but I also know that he was not, not a very tall man. And he goes out there and he says, I want you to know this, my, the, the God that I serve will destroy you. And he believed, and when he took that slingshot, because that's all, because remember, Saul tried to give him his armor. How I many you can't carry somebody else's armor? You can't be like Pastor Bomier. You can't be like somebody else. You can try, but you cannot. You need to be what God made you to be. See, that is where we find the, the glorious identity of what God has made me. How I many know if God made you, it's, 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 it's glorious. And we can thank God for that. So David said, I must take what I've proven. And he, took those, and he picked up five smooth stones. And he took one and he put it in his slingshot. And when that 13 and a half foot beast came after him with a sword that weighed uh, a couple of hundred pounds, and that sword could have cut David in half so easily. David looked at him and he go. And he threw what he had and he hit the giant in the forehead. 
And the Bible says that the stone sunk in and and, and knocked him down, and David ran up to him. He took his 200-pound sword, and he cut his head off. Now, I want you to know there was a king of Israel hiding in the trenches. The armies of Israel were hiding in the trenches. But this young lad went out to show them what it means to serve the Lord. How do we serve the Lord today? Do we hide in the trenches? Do we become victimized by this woke community? No. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Elijah said to Ahab, when Ahab said, you trouble Israel, Elijah said, no, it's not me. It's you and your prophets of Baal. We need to say that to Washington today. It's not us that troubles it. It's you that troubles it. Because you take away the dignity of the Lord our God, though you can't really do that. You take him out of the school. You take him out of that. And then you sit there and say that the church is the problem. You sit there and say, preacher, you're speaking things. We need to take you off of YouTube. We need to take you uh, uh, out, of, uh, out of the media. We need to censure you because you, your words are, are bringing discord. What we need to understand in that is the words that we speak are actually the words that bring sense. And I believe, I, I was listening to Mario Marilla the other day, and, and they've gone into California and with these tent meetings. And, and people tell, oh, people will not come to tent meetings, and make, especially where you're going. You know, the devil always comes with negativity. And they put that tent up. And what happened was is thousands and thousands of people came out. And he said there was one guy, he was a, he was a known drug addict, and he was the head of a, a notorious evil gang. And when he heard the message, he, he came up front, and he threw his marijuana. He had a big thing of marijuana. He threw a lot of it on the ground and gave the rest of the preacher, and the preacher's holding the marijuana and said, you know what, he relinquished the thing. And the man said this, he says, I am sick of the mess. I want what is real. And he gave his heart to the Lord. I'm going to tell you what, that can happen in Maine. That can happen anywhere. But you see, what God is saying is the field is ripe and ready, but do you believe that God can do it? I believe there are many Americans. If you watch the, the news, I'm seeing people today uh, in the shopping center starting to wear more masks, if you noticed. They're listening to CNN and NBC, MSNBC, the mess. I listen to Jesus, and I don't need a mask. I am blessed assurance Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. You see, that's what the devil does. He rules through fear. If he can create fear in your heart, he will contain you. You know something? If I die, I go to heaven. I win every way. I'm not worried or fearful of death. That's what Paul said. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? He said, death in the grave a, a swallowed up in the power of Jesus Christ. You see, David knew, 
It doesn't matter. Giant, you can blaspheme all you want. I belong to the Lord. I am a, a, a servant of the Lord. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said when Nebuchadnezzar heated the fire, the furnace of seven times hotter. And the Bible said even the soldiers that were commanded to throw them into the fire were consumed because they got too close. That's how hot it was. And Nebuchadnezzar looked down, but this is what they said. They said, if God delivers us from this fire, he's our God. But if he doesn't, we still will not bow before your image. Nebuchadnezzar looked down after they threw him in. He said, I see three men walking around. He said, how many did you throw in? They said, three. He said, I see four. He said, I see one is under the Son of God. How did he know anything about the Son of God? And he said, I see the four of them. How many know Jesus will walk with you in any fiery furnace that you face? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But lo, I'm with you all, even unto the end. And so what we need to understand is we are, we have the power in the name of Jesus. God said, I've made, this is your battlefield today. This is what you need to face. Are you going to be like Saul and his company and hide in the foxhole? Or are you going to go out on the battlefield and say, here am I, Lord. Use me as you will. There is a, there is a war raging today. We can know that. But are we willing to stand and to be counted with the righteous of the Lord? Are we willing to say, Lord God, I thank you? You know, we talked about Peter. Now, Peter was able to walk on water until he came to his own thinking. That is the greatest enemy that you'll ever face. The greatest enemy you'll ever face is your own stinking thinking. We need to say, Lord, God, I want to cast out. I said, let, every, let the word of God be true and let every evil thought be a lie. Let every man be a liar. Let every thought that I have that is negative be a lie. Because, you see, negative thoughts will keep you up at night. Negative thoughts will keep you from the peace of God. Ne- negative thoughts will bring, you, uh, will bring terror in your life. Negative thoughts are things that, number one, you don't have control over. The Bible says in in Psalm 23, he said, uh, he's the great shepherd, that we shall not have any need, because he will lead us by the still waters. He's the one who will lead us to greener pastures. We need to understand and realize that if we have a Father in heaven, if we have a Jesus, the shepherd, that is willing to lead us, then we need to trust him. How many of you trust him today? I trust you, Lord. Even though I might face the fiery furnace, I trust you. Though I may face the giant that David faced, I will trust you. Though I may have to face this woke society that we live in, I will trust you, Lord. I'm believing God for revival. I think there are a lot more people out there that are sick of this mess. I believe there are a lot of people out there that say we need to come to some sense in our life that this stuff is crazy. We need to come to some sense in our lives that a man was born a man and a woman was born a woman. 
I mean, isn't that pretty strange that we've even got to say it? It is strange that we even have to say it. God made man and he made women. And that's what we are. But we're living in a society that wants to make up, down, and down, up, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, I want you to know this, that God's word is true. In John, in 1 John 3 and 2, it said, Beloved, now are ye the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Isn't that wonderful? We're going to have a glorious body. We're going we're gonna to look like him. And I want you to know something, that Satan looked like him, and he said, and he looked and beheld his beauty, and he said, I'm as beautiful as God. Little did he know, it didn't make him a god. I've heard uh, through the grapevine that there are preachers out there saying we're little gods. We're human, not little gods. We are what God created us to be. And he said, and I created him, and I was pleased with what I created. We need to be thankful that we're human. But can you imagine that we shall be even as he is? For now we don't see him fully, but we shall see him. The Bible says in, in, Corinthians, in the first Corinthians that now we look through a glass darkly, but then face to face we shall know even as we are known. John 1, 12, it said, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power. The word power there is dudamos. Dudamos. That's where we get the word dynamite. <laughs> dynamite? I think there was an old show once that said that. Probably you'd have to be old enough to remember it. But but he, <laughs> but what he says to us is that he gave he he gave power. I mean, it takes power to become a son of God. It takes power to become a son of God. Even to them that believe, as the word pistis again. Or should I say, we can interpret that, that have faith on his name. Lord, I believe. You know, we sing that song, only believe. And we think only, well, let me tell you what. <laughs> to believe is power. To believe is to, is to be liberated. I believe. In Mark 14, 36, and he said, Abba, and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thou, thy will be done. What we realize this is Jesus was calling him Abba, Father. And the word Abba means Papa. It has a, a, an endearing uh, a sense to it that He's not only my father, he is my papa. And Jesus is the first one to use that word in Gethsemane. But then let's look here, Mark 14 and 36. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup. Well, let's go to Romans 8, 15. He said, For ye have received the Spirit, uh, received not the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. 
We as Gentiles are adopted into the vine. We are grafted into the vine, uh, according to John uh, chapter 15. But what we realize in this is I was lost, but now I'm fine. I now am a son of God through adoption. Galatians 4, 6. And because ye are sons, okay, now we've received the, the revelation that we're sons. Now we're saying this. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth his spirit of his son unto your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. You know, he is your personal he is your personal Father in heaven. I want you to know something about the Father. The Father, uh, you know, I know in Catholicism they say that you need Mary because, because God is, is something terrifying and, and all these things, and she can soften it for you. That's a false image of who he is. God is a loving God. He cares about you. His thoughts toward you are always the same. They never change. Even in your weakness, he loves you. And you, what you have to realize is that maybe as you go along in Christianity and, and, and you hear the sermons and you, you stand and, and all of a sudden something in your life reveals something that is impure. And you look at that and you say, boy, that stinks. Do you know that God all the time knew that was there? And yet he loved you. You see, he's not moody. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You say, well, I've, I've tripped up, uh, uh, you know, so many times, uh, and, and I don't believe that he'll always be patient. God is patient. His attributes never change. He is, he is merciful. He is merciful. And, and you can't say, well, he's merciful to here or he's merciful. No, he's merciful. That is an attribute of who God is. He's just. He's just. He's holy. All the different attributes of God never change. They're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. I'm going to wind up here because I've, uh, the Lord's just been giving me some things. That gives a new meaning to our Father. With humility you can confidently say the creator of all things is my father in heaven. I'm going to end there and I want to finish this next week. But what I want you to understand and know is that God is with you. You know, the Bible says if God be for you, who can be against you? Oh, the fear that Washington might want to bring in. The fear that people may want to bring on you. You can say this right now. I belong to God. And I have confidence that he is the possessor of my soul and my future and my life. There's not a better one to put your, hand, put your life in than the hand of Jesus our Lord. And, and I want to tell you something. That brings peace. I was t talking to Barbara last week. She, her car broke, and, and, you know, and, and then it was a substitute car that didn't pan out. And, and I said, you know, God is going to provide for you. And she said, I have peace. You see, that's exactly what Christians have that the world doesn't have. 
It doesn't mean that when we become Christians that we our car will never break. <laughs> it doesn't mean that we, we won't suffer uh, setbacks and, and all of these things. But we can do it in peace. Knowing this right now, God, you are the sustainer of life. My wife was just sharing with you about that little car that, that we had bought. It was a miracle. She said, go into the dealership. And, and, and I said, Tony, I cannot go into the dealership. I don't have a job. She said, you go in anyway. I walked the walk of shame. I went in there, and they said, well, how much do you make? I said, I don't make anything. Out! <laughs> and I went out, and I sat in the car. My wife said, how'd it go? I said, I can tell you how it went. Just the way I thought it would go when I went in. <laughs> but one thing the dealer did say, if you get a job, we can work something out. My three-day job got us a car. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, my God can do anything. But if my wife had not had the faith to kick me in the back seat of the pants and have me to go in there, you see, well, I appreciate my wife because she's a seer. Many times God will show her things, that, and I'm sometimes not very smart and seeing and you know what that's why we got that's why the Bible says forsake not the assembly of yourself together why because we need one another within that week we had that car I thought it was laughable really in the normal sense of thing but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me no, as a young, as a young, and I'm closing here, but but I remember when we were young, we had a mobile home, and and it leaked. You ever had a pregnant ceiling before? Well, the way mobile homes are built, they have a heavy piece of plastic, you know, and so when it leaks, it doesn't actually leak; it swells. And my wife said, I don't believe that. That thing's getting huge. It's like Jiffy Pop. I mean, we're looking at it, and you can't even, you had to walk around it. And I finally said, well, I'm going to stab it. <laughs> I don't know what is up there, but I'm stabbing it. If it's alive, it's going to die. <laughs> and I stabbed that thing. And, boy, we had to run for, we got the, the trash buckets, and we ran and put them under there. And we filled a couple of trash buckets. That's how much water had developed through that roof. And, you know, we understand what it was, but yet we were determined. We made up our mind. We're going to serve the Lord. We went through a lot of difficulty, a lot of hardships. Midnight runs to the truck stop to get diesel fuel to put in the oil tank. You know, difficulty. But you know what? I am determined. I made up my mind. I'll serve the Lord. The world looks at you and says, you totally crazy? Now, I wasn't all that bright when I was young. Maybe some of you were, but I told my wife, I said, you know, you know that there's a good deal on that car when there's grass growing around it. <laughs> now I always find if they get grass growing around, you probably won't only want to go look at it. But, but you know, you develop. You develop in, 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 in intelligence. You develop. God helps to train you, amen, to be 
to be uh, whatever, better than when you're young. You learn a lot of things in life. But God is patient with us. He knows we have a lot to learn. You know, Peter said, I perceive that we've received all the good things from all the gifts of God are there, but it takes skill to use it. It takes skill to use it. And that takes a lifetime many times in order to develop the skills that are necessary to use the sword of the Spirit, to use the very Word of God, and, 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 to be, and that it becomes strategic in your life. God is patient with you, and this is what he says to you. With patience possess ye your soul. Be patient with yourself, but keep praying and asking God for wisdom and strength. Pray, God, let me be like David in this last day. Let me be like Daniel, uh, Lord God, with wisdom and intellect and ability to, to interpret dreams. Let me, Lord, be like the patriarchs of old. Let me be determined like Paul was. Let me be determined, Lord. Would you please stand with me? Thank you, Lord. God is so good. Hallelujah. When I got that job at the tannery, I, I worked almost a week. And another thing was third shift, and I couldn't sleep in the day. And I said to my wife, if I can't quit, I'm running away. <laughs> and she said, well, better quit then. <laughs> it was a tough job. It was hard. But it had its purposes. I have got a story. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. God, can, you know, the devil can't take our stories away. But, you know, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Let's bow our head if we would in prayer. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today for all that are out here this morning. Lord God, each one is precious. Thank you for the spirit of the Lord that is, that is with us, Lord, today. Father, we love you. Father, we praise you. We thank you for your word that is unchanging. Lord, we may change, but the word never changes. And Lord, if we do change, let us change to be like you. I pray in Jesus' name, because you said, be as I am. You've asked us, not in deity. We're human. We're what you created us to be. But Lord God, we can, we can share the attributes that you've shared with us. The communicable ap ap uh, attributes, Lord, that you have allowed us to have, Lord Jesus, whether it be love and patience and, and, and forgiveness, Lord. There's so many things that we can learn from you and to be like you. And I pray, Father, for each one that's come in this place. Lord, for those on YouTube, for those, Lord God, that are on Facebook, that they'd hear this word and it would do a, make an impression in their heart. And Lord, they'd not be the same, but they shall be changed. Lord Jesus, into the image of Christ, we pray. In Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless every one of you.